everybody, welcome back to Style Sew Me. We're going to talk about starting sewing business today. Now this applies not only to sewing, but really to any type of hobby or passion that you have that you are ready to monetize on. I have 10 tips for you that I've experienced trial, through trial and error for when I started to take on clients and um, sew products for money. So I'm very, very excited to share that with you, some lessons learned and some advice that I have. So let's get started. Tip one, really understand how much time that this is going to take, especially if the product that you need to provide is going to take out time then like for me, I have to sew something. That takes time, you have to develop a plan. So understand how much time that it's actually going to take and look into your schedule realistically to determine if you have that time and how your day can be shifted. So ideally, a lot of people like to say, I'm so busy, I don't have time. But the reality of the situation is, you know, time is really a judgment of how you're managing the time that you do have and how you're prioritizing the things that you need to do within that time. For me, there are things that I needed to take out of my day to make more time for sewing for myself and as well as meeting uh, client needs. And the way that I did that is that I simply stopped watching as much television. You know, almost everyone has a DVR in their house. Just record your shows and watch them later. You just really prioritize. Look at your day. What can come out of it? You know, what can you make more efficient? And just go from there. Tip two, set your customers' expectations. You know, for sewing, are you going to do custom sewing to measurements or are you going to do standard sizing and just have them select, you know, small, medium, large, or whatever the case may be? Are you going to drop off or are you going to ship? Things of that nature, you need to set that expectation up front. I know for me, I initially said that I was going to ship, but then I had clients who requested that I drop it off or we meet and I initially agreed to that until I realized you know I'm spending another three to four days just trying to coordinate when I can meet you and I could have dropped it in priority mail and you could have had it the next day you know so that's more time which goes into tip number one so take the time to establish those expectations and understand that you're not going to get it right the first time you're going to try something and it's not going to work but that's fine Take everything as a lesson, improve upon it, and go from there. Tip three, you have to make a decision on if you are going to use your own designs or if you're going to use commercial patterns as inspiration. There is a hot button issue on whether, you know, we can use as, you know, a small business seamstress, someone who's just going to produce a handful of goods, if we can use commercial patterns. Um, I have seen arguments to both sides. Personally, you make that decision for yourself. That's all I'm going to say on that. Tip four, pricing. This is very, 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 very important. So listen to me and hear me well. Do not underprice yourself, okay? Don't undervalue your services and what you can do. A lot of people start to, and, and I did it. This is why I'm telling you why it's very important. A lot of people tend to say, well, I'm going to start off and I'm going to, you know, do it cheaper um, to get the clients. And then once I start to build that clientele, then I'll raise my price. The problem with that is 
when you underprice yourself, your clients get an expectation in mind. So then when you feel like your services should be valued higher, you jack up your prices and then you piss off all of the clients that started with you. Most of them will leave you. And not only will they leave you, but they're going to complain about you. That's the power of the internet right now. So start off where you need to be. Price yourself appropriately. There are a lot of books about this and the right clientele will find you. There's a good book that talks about starting a home-based sewing business and it talks about pricing. And if you search along the internet, you can get that information as well. This is the book and I got it off of Amazon. Don't be afraid that everyone can't afford your service, okay? That's just what it is. It simply boils down to understanding the value of your service, the quality of your product, and really understanding time. It's a formula. It's really simple. Work the formula out, set up your prices, and the right person will find you. Tip five, stay in your lane. It is very easy to want to accept a lot of opportunities. I get hit up on Instagram, on Facebook, all the time in my personal text message to people send me pictures. Hey, can you sell this for me? No. So don't try to overextend yourself. Sure, you want to challenge yourself, but don't try to overextend yourself by taking in every dollar that knocks on your door. You're going to diminish your brand. And we'll talk about brand a little later. As you get better with things, because not only are you going to be sewing for clients, you're still going to be working on your skills for yourself in the background, right? So once you start to get better and you work on other things, then you debut those items. There are a lot of people who start off with just skirts or some people who start off with dresses and then they progress to gowns, you know, like prom season gowns. Um, if you ask a seamstress, you know, there are alterations seamstresses and then there are bridal seamstresses. They are seamstresses, but they specialize in two different kinds of sewing work. So find your lane, stay in it, branch out as you get more comfortable, practice, practice, practice. And then when you're ready to produce that in a paid type of way, then you know that you're producing a quality garment. You don't have to doubt yourself or your quality and you price yourself accordingly. And once again, the right person will find you. Tip six, networking is a must. If you find networking a struggle, there are a lot of books that help with that. I read networking books all the time. I listen to eBooks from my um, local library. Networking is a must because your business is going to come from word of mouth. So you have to meet people, you know, so start going to events, start tapping into the network that you already have and just putting yourself out there. Go. Tip number seven is setting up your business. I'm talking about in legal terms. So my business is set up as an LLC and I did that through LegalZoom. There are going to be times that you have to invest into your company and to get yourself set up right and I definitely recommend that you do that. But there are definite advantages to setting yourself up. You get discounts on products, you get discounts on services, and also it will help you um, legitimately qualify these expenses um, as write-offs come tax season. So take the time, invest in your business, and set it up properly. Tip number eight, separate your finances. In the same vein of setting up your business properly, I want you to separate your finances. 
You don't necessarily need a business checking account or business credit card because those do come with extra fees, but you do, you absolutely should set up a separate checking account for your business expenses because your tax person or your accountant or whoever you're using to manage your money um, come tax time is going to thank you for it. They're really going to hate you if you don't separate this because you're going to have to go through receipts and all of that foolishness. So it's something as simple as just setting up a free personal checking account and designating that only for the purchases and spending um, for your business. So that's the first thing you should do actually. So make sure you take care of that. Tip number nine, you want to be aware of your online presence. So when you're starting a business, you're moving from a hobby to a business, you're essentially establishing a brand to some degree. And it is actually a best practice to separate your personal and your business social media accounts. Clean up your social media. If you, you know, post certain things that aren't really in line with a professional image that you want to portray, then that, you know, it just needs to be separate. So just it's free. Just create a separate profile for your Instagram, for your Twitter, and just use that um, in a more professional way. Last but not least, tip number 10 is don't be scared. I was terrified the first time that I took an order, but I knew that I had to do it to learn from it, and I absolutely did that. It's so many things that's going to be gnawing at you. It's going to be fear, doubt, intimidation. Everybody started somewhere and everybody sucked at the beginning. You're going to make some mistakes. You're not going to get it right sometimes. You're going to have some ups. You're going to have some downs. There are going to be times that you're going to want to quit. There are going to be times that you're going to be scared to put yourself out there because you're like, well, I don't want to tell everybody because what if I fail? Or what if I, you know, don't do as well? What if people don't like it? You've got to suck it up, basically. Take off that veil of fear of intimidation and just start. That is the hardest part. The hardest part is starting. I hope that these 10 tips were helpful for you. If you have any questions or comments, or you wanna say, hey girl, hey, just go ahead and leave me a comment down below. Or if you're watching this on stylesonly.com, leave me a comment in the comment box below. And I can't wait to hear from you. So I'll see you guys over at stylesonly.com where I post twice weekly, at least on my style and DIY project.